Welcome to the second series of the Musa Stories podcast, delivering short but engaging midrashim designed for children to discuss with their parents and for parents to discuss with their children. Medrash Morsel for Parshas Nitzavim. Children, do you know what history is? History sounds like story. Here, story. History is a story of days gone by, and you can learn lessons from it. The Medrash wants us to learn a lesson about how Hashem deals with wicked nations of the world compared to how He deals with His special nation, His nation of tzaddikim that you and I are part of, Kal Yisrael. Take the story of the Dor HaMabu. The people in Noach's generation were perverting the world with intermarriage and robbery. When Hashem punished them, He wiped them out completely with the Mabu. Every living thing that needed air to breathe and to survive was not given air. Deep, boiling water covered the earth. Man, animals, birds, plants, even topsoil was disintegrated and destroyed. Now take the wicked cities of Sidon. You surely have heard about their evil laws of no guests allowed and their backwards judgments. When Hashem punished them, there were two punishments— Each one had the power to completely destroy them. One was that these five cities were built in a valley. That valley was actually one massive flat rock covered with rich soil. Hashem picked up that rock with the cities attached to it and flipped it over like a pancake. Every single Russia was buried underground. The other punishment was a miracle rain of sulfur and salt. Burning hot sulfur and salt was pouring down on that valley. Even if the Rishoyim would still be alive, not anymore, they would be burned and choking. They would choke to death from the noxious fumes and the poisonous smoke. No one survived. Now take the story of the Mitzrim. They were really bad, even before they started up with us. But then when they started up with the Yudin, they held us in prisoner camps for 86 years, concentration camps. 86 years! When Hashem came to punish them, by the time the Ten Makkos were over and the Kriyas Yamsuf, not one of them survived. The Mitzrim had, were all dead. Now a little bit about another wicked man, the king of Bovel, who destroyed Yerushalayim in the first place of Mikdash. No? Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bovel. Oy, he was terrible. He made the land tremble. He made kingdoms quake with fear. He made the world like a wilderness. He tore down cities and never let his captives go home. Nebuchadnezzar killed his own people too. And when Hashem came to punish Bovel, he made it that no one famous remained. No child or grandchild was able to avoid the destruction. Vashti. Remember Vashti? She was the last surviving grandchild of Bovel. And you all know what happened to her. So... Bava was utterly obliterated, swept clean with the broom of destruction. Bava became nothing but swampland in the end. So you see from history how Hashem deals with the wicked Gentile nations. Now compare that to how Hashem deals with his favorites. When Klaliso got punished, yes, we fell. We fell hard. But we always got back up. Kinofalti kamti. Because of our Averas, we have been through so much. Already in Parshas Kisisa, after the Egel, there was a plague on us. We survived. 
and in Baluscha, in Shlach, after the Meraglim, in Koirach, in Chukas there was a plague, and again at the end of Pasha's Bolok. We got back up. Then in the days of the Shoftim, because of our sins, B'nai Yisrael were given over in war to such nations as Aram Naharaim, Moab, the B'nai Amon, Amolek, then the Plishtim, and Yovin Melech Canaan, and then Midian. All of our neighbors tormented us, but we survived. Then came faraway armies such as Ashur and Bovel, and Rome, oy oy oy, the Romans. But we always bounced back. I forgot about the Greeks. But we always bounced back. Then in Gullus, we didn't have fled from nation to nation. Spain, Portugal, Yemen, Russia, France. And look, kids, 80 years ago was the Holocaust. Some say that it was the greatest massacre ever in world history. And guess who the victims were? Who did Hitler, Yamakshimo, and the Nazis of Germany go to war against? The Jews, us Yidin. It was a war against the Jews. Six million Yidin were killed. That was a fall. But we got back up. This summer I visited a town called New Square, New York. Have you heard about it? That's where the Square Hasidim have a little town of their own. And I was in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. It looks just like Europe was. We Yidin are back stronger than ever at the end of the Gullus. There are at least 700 Torah schools in North America alone. Medrash compares it to an archer who is practicing shooting arrows. He sinks a beam into the ground, and it's standing upright, and the archer continues to pierce it with arrows, like target practice. But after all the archer's arrows are spent, the beam's still standing. No more arrows. He's all out of arrows. They are, they are all stuck in the beam. But the beam is as firm and sturdy as ever. Hashem is the archer. The arrows are the punishments that Klal Yisrael deserves. But Klal Yisrael itself is a firm and sturdy beam. We're still here. In last week's Pasha, we heard all about the Klalus that would happen to us for not keeping the Torah. A hundred Klalus minus two. Ninety-eight. Besides that, earlier this year, we heard 49 curses in Pasha's Puchu Kosai. When the Bnei Yisrael first heard about the Klalos, their faces turned green. We are going to be wiped out, too? Who can stand against these, they asked. So Moshe Rabbeinu called everyone together in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Nitzavim, and said, Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kuchem. Nitzavim means standing straight. You are all standing straight today, all of you Yidin. Even though you will have all these Klalos come to you, you will be standing firm and tall, just like you are today in the end. But what's our trick? How do we keep on getting up? And when the Gentiles get punished, they stay flopped down and they're never, they never rise. What's the difference? The Medrash asks this question, and now comes the Musr. Oh, compare the reactions to the discipline. You see, Hashem's punishments are not because he's upset and cruel and mean. Hashem's punishments are discipline. He's not angry. Hashem never gets angry. It looks like he's angry, but it's impossible to anger Hashem. It's to help us. It's to correct the person and the people who sinned. If only the Goyim would have known that, then become more humble. When the punishment began, 
it wouldn't have wiped them out either. But Hashem keeps pouring punishment upon a person or a nation that kicks back, and that's what they did. Their reaction to it was kicking back. They whine and they say, it's not fair, I don't, I don't deserve this. Or they call out to their gods that are just the fake gods, the make-believe gods. Yashka or something that doesn't exist even. But they don't call out to Hashem. That's the difference. Because Klal Yisrael, whenever we start getting punished, we humble ourselves and we turn to Hashem when we call out to Hashem. His beloved Klal Yisrael turns to Him. That's the reason why He chose us in the first place, because we're so humble. So when we get punished, we know that it's from love. So we accept our punishment. We dive into Him. We blame ourselves. We blame our troubles on our own Averas and we become more humble than ever. Imagine a naughty boy whose father says, Ten patches for you. After the first one, the boy cries out and he says, I'm sorry, he says. I know I deserve much more, Daddy, but please have mercy on me. Do you think his father will? Yes, his father will have mercy on him. He'll have Rachmanus, he'll see that his son knows that the punishments are for his own good and he knows that his son will stop rebelling. Kids, that's part of what makes us special. We accept our punishments. We are proud yourself. We're so special. We're the best in the world. For more stories, visit our website, musastories.com.